Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Revealed that a fix, pure you can feel it in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls and life, giving them truth in it. Scream a revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we said on. Solid ground we've been in. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days put the sunshine in it. Good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art of shock. with it, keeping the beans on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? The fix is Yes, sir. You tune back into the fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. Hey, it's your girl Dice Gamble checking in on this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving day. Ooh, y'all better not be making no plate this early. But listen, go ahead and make you a couple plates later. This only happens once a year. Enjoy. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I brought I brought some honey baked ham and um. <laughs> The Lord knows I didn't shave the piece of that already. So yeah, pray for me, Dice. I, I'm glad you didn't eat nothing. Ham nah. and rolls. We, we, we do it old school. Rolls, yeah. we, we start That's our Thanksgiving morning out with That's ham and it. rolls. That's the breakfast. Ham That's and rolls. Breakfast. Yes. So yeah, I didn't have me some sliced ham and have me some of the Hawaiian rolls. Remember the, the Hawaiian Hawaiian buns, Hawaiian rolls. The Lord is with the pineapple uh, just marinated all in the in the ham. God is good. He pleased. I prayed over too as well. I am thankful. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Ah, if you think we ain't eating today, we eating all day. So yeah, yeah, everybody's family's different, but yes, we start our Thanksgiving off with eating ham and rolls in the morning. So I've already had. Uh, I, I I didn't do coffee. I did water. So I had ham and rolls. Wow. And wow. I had water with it because I knew I was gonna have a couple of them. So yes, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. For all wow. uh, everybody in the kitchen right now or on the grills because I got some grill. Some people that yeah, grill out too as well. Yeah, just leave Listen, it out there all night long. Smoke. Please yeah. smoke Go that ahead. thing. Cook that thing and enjoy today. This is the day to indulge because tomorrow, after you get through Black Friday shopping, I need y'all to be back in the gym. You need to to just run around the block. You know you have three pieces of sweet potato pie. You had that potato salad you've been waiting all year to taste. Y'all know y'all didn't have that casserole, that uh, cranberry casserole that was made from the scratch. Yeah, Y'all didn't have all that stuff. So tomorrow, I need y'all to get back in the gym. But no, be thankful today. Why they got to wait till tomorrow? You can go today. Ain't nobody going today. Go today. Mm -mm. Today is for family. Football and it's nothing, fun. There's nothing and wrong. Don't listen to focus, y'all. Ain't nothing wrong. Kick football the five, and fun. Five, no, do you get your five miles? Here's the thing: if you love yourself and you are really living a lifestyle of health, today is not an off day. It's just you do what you regularly do, but you still eat. You still eat. Go on around your miles, your five, your ten, ten miles, whatever you got to do. Lift your weights. And here's the thing: you dumping in all this extra protein. You might as well go and turn it into muscle. It just makes perfect sense. Like, this is a beef up day. I'm just trying to say, change your thoughts and you can change your destiny. So every Thanksgiving can be looked at as a, I'm going to triple my protein. Because I know y'all eating like four, nine times today. Nothing but probably meat if y'all focus as family. France? No, no, we got side dishes too. What? Listen, what? green beans, green macaroni and cheese. That ain't protein. Mm. Yeah. Dressing, ahead. not that, not that box stuff either. I'm praying for y'all stove top uh, saints. I'm praying for y'all. Yeah, we got Ooh. real, we got real dressing over here. I yeah. don't think uh, stove top saints should not be allowed in the kitchen during Thanksgiving. You I just know think how many boxes of stove top stuffing is sold? Uh, I ain't never made a stove top. No, no I, I get it, but I'm saying it's, it's a ministry out there. Somebody buying them. <laughs> 
<laughs> you go, you go to the grocery store. That whole shelf is empty. They got end caps where they be selling two for two for this, two for that. So bless if y'all, your life. if y'all have only had stove top, just DM me. Like I, I'm over that. Like I'll send, I will freeze you a slice of dressing and send it to you with gravy on the side. Please don't be out here stove top in your way through this holiday. The holiday deserves way much more than that. I mean, come on now. We're supposed to be celebrating, like you said, focus. Come on. I mean, if if you do it the other 364 days of the year, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once again, you're tuned into the fix, and of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive oh, and relevant yeah. music. Not today. Jesus Christ at the center of the message. We got a great show for y'all on this Thanksgiving day. What better day to wake up to us? Uh, thank you for all the new listeners today. I, I don't want to take it for granted. We got some people off. I ain't had to go to that good old government job or that job in general, and y'all off. And this might be your first experience with us. Thank y'all for tuning in. Strap mm-hmm. up. We mm-hmm. are. We have a fun pack show for y'all uh, today. Uh, we're going to close out uh, our spiritual, uh, forgive me, our real talk conversation with uh, spiritual gifts and talents, huh, Dice? You're going gonna, gonna to mm-hmm. close it out today, take them to church one more time? Well, we got to go to church, and especially since it's Thanksgiving, I just want to bring up the fact that New England and Virginia <clears throat> celebrated days of fasting and days of Thanksgiving, which is where Thanksgiving came from, at church church gatherings so thanksgiving shout out to all of you who do celebrate it i'm just redirecting y'all even if y'all don't go to church if you celebrate thanksgiving it's a religious holiday i just put it out there but yes we're going back to church we're talking about these uh you know the fivefold ministry these gifts of the holy spirit just really pointing people into the right direction of things they should be doing in life and we're just taking some self-reflective time to see where are we in the bible where are we in god's uh perfect plan of building the kingdom and uh, we've all been given a gift talent skill or something like that and sometimes we just need to sit back and see where we are like you know are we uh, an evangelist are we an apostle what are we are we a bishop like what are we doing um what is our skill set are we a teacher you know do we have the gift of prophecy like uh, this is just this has been a very very good talk and encouraging talk and i can't believe we drug it out for this many days but i think it's probably helped some people to just reflect and say what's my skill set what has god given me am i using it to the, my best ability because the Bible says you get to make room for you and add no sorrow with it. So if you, you know, wondering like, hey, God, what did you give me that I'm good at? Sometimes it's nice to go look in his word and say, oh, that's that thing I got. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that thing. Yeah, that's that. that mm-hmm. That's going to be fire. I, I'm glad about that. Closing it out on Thanksgiving Day. This is going to be very powerful. And uh, we're going to get a media mogul on. Let's be very clear for our you spiritual right. detox. Mr. Revo TV himself. Uh, we're going to get uh, Daytavio uh, Samuels on to talk about everything. When you talk about Revo TV, when you talk about everything that's happening, uh, that they're doing from a global standpoint and making mm-hmm. sure they put out black storytelling at a high level. So keep it locked. <clears throat> You know who found it? Founded it? Yeah, we we all know who founded Revo TV. Who did? Know, uh, that would be Sean Puffy Combs. Sean Puffy Combs uh-huh, and Andy Shuan. They launched it October the 21st. And uh, for those of you who don't know, you're like, I know about Revo TV. I didn't know that Puffy uh, helped to uh, found that. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he has a lot of generals up under him that are uh, operating and doing powerful things. And uh, Mr. Samuels is one of them. So we're excited to get him on the line to talk about everything that he's upgrading and taking the the broadcasting and the TV production to the next level. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be crazy. So keep it locked for that. Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix. Your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Listen, y'all know what time it is. It's time for our spiritual detox. And when I tell y'all, y'all in for a treat today. We talk about uh, media moguls and uh, movers and shakers who have been doing powerful things in our space. We love everything media, everything broadcasting, uh, visuals, you know, music. Listen, he does it all. He's built stuff up from the ground up. And I'm excited to have a conversation with him to share not only uh, everything he's doing dope uh, on his platform, but as well, you know, talk a little bit about faith and, and uh, you know, spirituality and everything else that goes into it. So without further ado, help me welcome in the one and only Mr. Revolt TV himself, Daytavio Samuels. What's going on, brother? Peace, King. Thank you for having me, man. It's good to see you. 
Likewise, likewise. Uh, appreciate you, man, uh, hopping on with us, man. And uh, I just want to give you your roses, man. You've been putting the work in. Uh, anybody who knows anything, uh, when you talk about radio and media and broadcasting, like this is not an easy profession we're in. So when, it, you know, you, men like you and, and, you know, inspire us to continue to keep going because you are a success story, brother. So I want to highlight you today. But first, come on, man. Uh, one thing maybe some people might know about you, but uh, I think a lot of people more need to know about you. Share a little bit of your faith journey with the people, man. Maybe how you develop your personal relationship with Christ. Yeah, first and foremost, I appreciate you just starting the conversation there, anchored in faith. There's not too many, you know, I do interviews all the time and there's not too many opportunities where that's the lead question. Um, mm. When I think about my faith, you know, ultimately, I always think that um, I grew up in the church, right? So both my parents, my father, my mother, even though we're not in the same house, they were both um, big believers. But when I think about my own personal faith, um, so much of that, like I am my mother's child. Um, my mother was a woman that was waking up at five in the morning, praying for an hour, hour and a half for her children every day. She was a woman that was in church three, four times a week. She's the one who taught me the difference between church and religion and having a real relationship with God. And so that's how I get my start. And then I think you always have to get to a point in time in your spiritual journey where it becomes not your parents' relationship with God and not your parents' faith, but your own faith. And I developed my own faith. I started going on that journey probably around 25, 26, 27 years old when I was in Detroit underneath the leadership of an incredible man named um, uh, Apostle Coleman. And so that's where my faith really becomes my own. And since then, I've just been diving deep, trying to get closer and closer and closer to him. And I would say that now where I sit at 42 years old, uh, my relationship with God my relationship with Christ has never felt as strong as it does right now. Thanks for sharing that. You know, uh, what, what, what are some of the spiritual regimens that you do to keep your balance and keep your spirit man intact? Like, are you one that needs to sit and meditate every morning? Are you one that's praying? Are you studying every morning? Share a little bit of that with the people too, as well. Yeah, look, man, I'm a big believer. So at my core, like I think everybody has to know how their spirit works at their core. At my core, I am a worshiper. That's why when we got on this call, you heard worship music in the background. Like that is my... That is my fuel. That is my joy. That is my happiness. Like I praise and I worship God. Um, so that is core. But then, of course, I pray. Um, I pray in English. I, I actually honestly pray a lot in tongues. Um, I know a lot of people don't believe in tongues, but my point of view on tongues, is even if you don't believe that it is a spiritual language, the idea that you don't have to have the right words when you talk to your God, the idea that you can just mumble words and he knows your heart and your spirit is actually a very freeing thought. And so, so often. And in, in, uh, in our spiritual journey and prayer, we don't know what to say. And so I pray. I pray a lot in tongues. Um, I do church. I sit underneath the leadership of, of, of T.D. Jakes, who I think is one of the most brilliant minds on the planet today. Um, it's all of these are things that I do daily. They're things that I do weekly. I do daily Bible study. Um, and then one thing that I'll actually give you that I've never said before is I honestly spend a lot of time and I don't know if this is the right way to say it or the right place to say it, but I spend a lot of time forgiving my Christian brothers and sisters. Um, and I do that because I say that we have become more known for our politics than our love. And for me, that makes my job our job, those people who are just trying to simply show people to God and show them his love, it makes that job more difficult. And so I find that what can sometimes for me become a spiritual impediment is my frustration with the way that we behave and the way that we show ourselves to the world. And so I also spend a lot of time just making sure that I am operating in love, forgiving anything that I see out there in the world that feels counter to my own beliefs and counter to what I believe is going to be critical in terms of leading people to Christ. Listen, I, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, we, we would be the, the ones that get a lot of flack, too, as well, where I, I pray for them, too, as well, because I like to bring on, you know, not only, you know, successful moguls like you, but also some just regular artists and allow for them to share their faith journey. And you'd be surprised how many emails, how many text messages I get. We just had Project Pat on not too long ago. Oh, Project wow. Pat had an opportunity to come share his faith and his journey. And so many people, he's, you know, he's not in our space. Why you got him on the thing? I say because we need to continue to have these conversations just because he's in the mainstream hip hop and he's not in faith based or Christian hip hop doesn't mean he's not a believer. 
And I nah. think uh, the church for so long has passed judgment without allowing for building relationships to hold each other accountable. So we want to hold each, everybody accountable to the same standards we believe. But do we even know if they believe the same thing we believe? <laughs> <laughs> you speak, you, you speak in nothing, 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 nothing but heat to me. Right. Um, like it, it, it blows my mind that we want to lead people to God by telling them what to do. In fact, mm-hmm. I think it's a very outdated model, right? When I think about the Bible over time, what it says in the Old Testament is God gave us the law and the law was to show that we could never get it right. Man would never get the law right trying to get to him through the law. So then he gave us Christ. But today we as Christians spend so much of our time trying to use the law to dictate and tell people how to live, how to behave, instead of doing, I loved your word, word in the beginning, the work. Are you showing them his love? Are you showing them his grace? And then to the note that you made about Project Pat, if you study Christ, Christ wasn't spending all of his time in the church with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Christ was outside. He was in the streets with the prostitutes, Christ. with the whores, with the whatever, right? And so for those people who feel more comfortable bragging about a relationship where all they do is go to church on Sunday at 10 a.m. and meet with people who agree with what they believe, but aren't doing the work of the kingdom, which is to build the kingdom up and bring people to him. I don't understand that, 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 that thinking or that mindset. Listen, we praying for him. Listen, we got to go to a quick break. We coming. Yeah, no, that's all we going to do is pray for him. We got to go to a quick break. We coming right back. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. You know, the fix is in. Devos and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back, DJ Focus. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. We got Mr. Revolt on with us today, Zaytavio Samuel. So come on, man. Talk about it, man. You, you, you know, I, I want to know how you balance it all. Let, let's be very clear. You are uh, a, a Zach who has, for well over a decade, been in corporate America, and you have a unique leadership style, the way you present everything. Talk about that a little bit, just your leadership style and just balancing everything you've done. Listen, I, I, the list is so long. I can't even go over. You done worked everywhere. You done started stuff, you know, started something else and started something else. So just talk about how do you do it all? How do you balance it all? And talk about your unique leadership style. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I believe that what I've developed in terms of my key to doing as much about as I'm able to do really comes down to a self-care routine, some of which you talked about. Right. And so some of a big part of my self-care routine is my relationship with God. And that keeps me healthy. But then there are other things that I do. I swim every single day, at least every single day that I'm at home. I tend to get massages at least once a week. Um, I eat well right now. I'm pretty much 95% plant based. Maybe I have a little bit of fish here and there. Right. So I'm doing all of the things wait that minute, I can. Wait, wait, to wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You said you, 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 you I thought you, aren't you uh, from Jam- uh, Jamaica? Like, don't uh, you? Yeah, no yeah more, I'm doing no. Jamaica, but, but recently I switched over, man. And like my body has never felt healthier. Wow. My body has never felt better. And so for my thing, if my job is to, um, accomplish the assignment that God has put me here on earth to do, then I have to optimize my body and the machine that he's given me. Right. And so on all things, I'm trying to make sure am I getting to sleep? Am I eating the right way? So often we pray to God and ask him for things that he has already given us the answers to do. My body was sitting in inflammation for years. It was difficult to even sit in situations like sit like this for long periods of time. The answer was in my diet. I didn't need to pray about that. God gave me the answer. I can fix it myself. Right. Um, so anyways, it's for me, it's always about trying to find and identify those things that help me optimize my machine so that I can accomplish the assignment that I believe that I'm here to do. You know, thank you for sharing that. And and, and I, I'm going to be full transparent. You got to be careful when you pray for something. I've been praying for God <laughs> to uh, help me on my fitness journey. And you come on here and you and you talk about giving that in. That was one of the things I was thinking about giving up was so much of the oxtail, so much of the, the curry 
uh, chicken and stew that I eat because as we get older, let's be very clear, a lot of the season and spices is not good for us when you talk about hypertension and diabetes, you know. So, yeah, listen, thank you, Lord. I, I, I receive it. Listen, I, I just want to say I receive it. <laughs> and he didn't even know that. And uh, that, that, so that's why I'm telling y'all, that's, that's straight God right there. I prayed that this morning and he come on here talking about uh, health. So that, that, yeah. That's my confirmation. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> so, listen, talk about it, man. Um, you know, as being the CEO of Revolt, what strategies are you implementing to shift the global narrative around black people through the world's largest ecosystem for black storytelling, which you do so well? Yeah, thank you, brother. Um, for us, it all comes down to one singular idea, which is about owning our own narrative for black people all over the world. Unfortunately, for centuries, since the beginning of not since the beginning of time, but for the last 500, 600 years, have never owned our own story. We have never owned our own narrative. And so what that means is that who black people, how the world perceives black people has always been presented through the lens of somebody who was an outsider, through the lens of somebody who doesn't come from within our community. And so often we know that those who don't come from within our community see us as savages, as monsters, as less than, as third class citizens, right? And so then the job of revolt is to start to shift that narrative, to change that narrative, to put first and foremost, to put black people in control of their own storytelling because the best people to tell our stories are people who come from from inside of the community. Um, so that's the key piece. How many, and, and, and then the other piece of it is, is multiple voices. So you will never see that Revolt is a singular person's network, right? No hate, no shame, no whatever the BET, but it is largely a Tyler Perry network, right? All good for that strategy. Our strategy is the opposite. If you want to showcase who Black people are, you have to allow as many Black people to tell their view of who we are as possible, right? And so we are all about owning our narrative. We're all about partnering and working with creatives who have brilliant ideas, who can then share their lens and perspective with the world and ultimately we believe that when we get people to see us differently then we will get people to treat us differently we believe that when we get ourselves when black people start to see ourselves as the kings and the queens that we are when the only thing that we have on tv that we can relate to is not the gangster when we start to see ourselves differently then we will start to treat ourselves differently as well and so that's kind of the theory of change that the revolt strategy is anchored in wow so listen uh let's be very clear hip-hop turns 50 this year and uh yeah we all love it this is a form of music that we have been inspired to grow on so could you talk and and maybe share some specific examples on how you're leveraging hip-hop as a lens to explore the black experience globally and unite change particularly among millennials and gen z's yeah for me um There is no better platform than hip hop to do what you just said. Um, Hip hop is the number one most streamed, listened to music globally. Um, You find hip hop everywhere from the street corner to the barbershop to the Michelin star restaurants, right? Like hip hop is everywhere. And not only is the music everywhere, but hip hop has penetrated every fabric of our society. Hip hop is in business, tech, fashion, you name it. And so for us, that's why we love hip hop, because it gives you a platform to be able to come in and talk to the entire world about any subject that you want to talk about. And I think a big piece that you talked about or mentioned that's important from the revolt standpoint is that we are all about being global. Um, When you think about it, um, even right now, there's so many conversations that are African-Americans against Caribbean Americans. I mean, Korea, uh, folks from the Caribbean against people, you know, from the continent and the motherland. And it's like, OK, we can either all choose to go to war separately or we can find a way to come together as a billion people and go to war. You know what I mean? And so the revolt strategy is to say unification is our only option. Um, if they were going to give us our liberation, if they were going to give us our 40 acres and a mule, it would have happened already. Right. And, and by the way, I've never been in a position of power like you know um, my white brothers and sisters are and so I don't know what that's like but what I do know is that if I was in power I would do everything that I could to hold on to it I would do everything that I Mm. could to maintain it and so to sit back and wait for somebody to give you power feels like a very flawed strategy and so to me it's all about uniting together um, with allies who come from outside of our community to actually create the change that we want to see happen in this world 
Yeah, that's real. You know, as a best-selling author, how does your writing complement you or your role as a CEO? And, uh, you know, with those experiences and, and how you in, give insight and shape the narrative of your book. Yeah. So look, I'll actually take it to it's my agency training days. It's um at the age of 26. I joined the agency Global Hue. Uh, the CEO of it was Don Coleman, created an iconic business, an iconic brand that's no longer around, but was so impactful at the time. But from Global Hue is where I learned the art of storytelling, whether that is written storytelling, video storytelling, whatever the format. And so now that is a, a capability and a skill set that I can use in a whole bunch of different mediums, whether I'm speaking on stage, whether I'm writing a book, whether I'm writing a pitch to try to unlock a hundred million dollars to get Revolt to go be the Black Disney, which is our ambition. Um, But this notion and this idea of storytelling to me is such a critical um, capability and skill set. And I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to learn it at such a young age. You know, you, you you have a very impressive uh, background. You know, you've you've done it all in media. You know, you, you've written, you've been an Amazon bestseller. What's that one thing that you, you God kind of showed you, or a, or one of that one thing that you accomplished that you were like surprised that you did it, and you like you had to have like a wow God moment, like wow God, you did that, huh? That's my whole life, brother. (laughs) I mean, every stage, every stage, God surprises me. You know what I mean? Like I grew up um, in Colorado, single parent household. Um, You know, my mom, early income, probably $20,000 a year. Um, So I grew up from not much. Right. And to go from there to where I am today is all God. And then I'll even say that the dreams that I had of my youth, the dreams of 18 year old Daytavio had the dreams that 22 year old Daytavio had um, at this point in time in my life. So many of them, God has checked all of those boxes. And so what that means is I'm no longer really going off of my dreams. I'm just going where God leads me. And so every time he takes me into a new space, into a new room to meet somebody that I am grateful and like, wow, God, I never could have imagined his word says that his thoughts, um, that his, that he dreams, his dreams, his thoughts, his imaginations are all so much greater than our own. And I feel like I get to, to, to feel that and experience that every single day. How do you think Revolt is adapting to stay in the forefront of technology trends in the media industry? Um, first and foremost, on the technology part, we're just building the capability, right? So one of the first things I did when I came in as a CEO, um, hired a CTO. So right now we have a chief technology and product officer. Um, her name is Chantel. The world will tell you that they can't find people of color to be CTOs. We've got a woman of color doing it. She's a beast and she's crushing it and she's keeping us on the forefront of all of that. Um, so part of it is just making sure, right, as a leader, my job is not to do all of the work. My job is to put the right butts in the right seats, um, the best of breed to do the work. And I definitely think that we've done that and found that in, in Chantel. And then how are we just kind of staying abreast of, of trends and culture? There's so many different ways. First and foremost, um, we have a chief code, which is Sean Combs, right? And so, (laughs) right, this man has been reading culture, predicting culture, creating culture, manifesting culture for decades. Um, And so we have him too. Um, It's the people, the rest of the employees at at, at Revolt. You know, yes, we want to hire people for incredible capabilities, but we also hire people who have um, a specific taste profile, right? A specific lens um, who have both feet in the culture so that they can understand what's going on as we're trying to craft the journey to where we want to be a part of helping to take it. So anyway, so much of it. Oh, the last one is just data and insights, right? So we've got a great research team, a great insights team, and we spend a lot of time studying our core audience. We spend a lot of time studying the culture because at the end of the day, it really isn't what Datavio wants. It's what the culture needs. Um, and you don't understand what the culture needs unless you're having direct conversations with them. How do you envision the future of Revolt under your leadership and what key milestones or initiatives are you most excited about as the CEO? Yeah, the big picture dream and that I always tell people that you should expect from Revolt is um, is we're trying to build the Black Disney Right. And so and and for me, so much of the strategy is the same. So Disney started with animation. I would say Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy. And then they started pulling back into things like news. They they acquired ABC, ESPN, Marvel, Lucas Pictures, et cetera. So now you have this incredible media conglomerate. That for me is the dream that black people deserve um, a media conglomerate that can do everything from kids shows to sports to animation, et cetera. And so right now what you see is building is that first layer. 
Disney's first layer was the animation layer. Our first layer is like that cool culture, youth culture layer. That's what we're building, right? And so excited to see how we continue to tap into the culture and resonate there. And then when you start to think about, well, what's next to come? Um, you can see a lot of it. You know, we, we, we leave a lot of breadcrumbs out there. So um, super excited about this idea of sports. I'm super excited about this idea of women. I definitely think that there needs to be a platform to help young black women lead a revolution. I think that's super exciting. You also see what's happening in this world of streaming. Um, you know, as people are starting to go away from watching cable TV and spending more time streaming, whether it's on YouTube or your Netflix or your Disney, I firmly believe that there needs to be an app for the culture, right? Um, so anyways, those are just some of the things that we're working on that I'm super excited. But then the last one that I'll mention is Revolt World. So we just did Revolt World in the end of September. And when I tell you, brother, it was like watching a rocket ship take off. And so as I step into next year, you know, this was the first year. It was the blueprint. We were finding our way. We were creating an experience that we didn't even know what it was going to really look like because we had never seen it before. But now that we know, um, I'm super excited about uh, the team's new ideas and fresh ideas about how we take what was a phenomenal event to the next level and then one day to the rest of the world. Give me your three top MCs of uh, all time and I'm gonna let you go. You know, it's hip hop, 50 years of hip hop. You got three MCs to pick. Who you picking? Man, these questions always crush me. Um, look, personally, I'm always gonna be a little Wayne fan. I think that he's incredible. He's a beast. He's a monster. Um, whew, you know, I spent so much of my uh, early adult life listening to Jay-Z and breaking down his lyrics and I want to give him him credit. Oh man, like I want to say, like in my mind, I want to say I'm thinking J. Cole, Kendrick, I want to get in. I want to get in Andre 3000. Uh, so anyways, I'll just make a choice for today and today I'll go with J. Cole. Um, brilliantly creative, brilliantly innovative, but also just really positive lyrics and a message um, that I don't think you could define in, in a lot of hip hop. Listen, I appreciate you rocking with us. Please tell the people how they connect with you, following you on all your social media platforms. Definitely shout out your show too as well, uh, The Black Print. I watch it. Uh, it's an it's amazing show too as well. So yeah, just tell people how they connect with you, follow you, and definitely shout out everything you need to shout out about Revolt. Thank you, brother. Yeah, please tap into Revolt. You can find us literally anywhere. You can find Revolt Podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. You can find us on Roku, Apple, your cable television, YouTube, social media, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. Wherever you are, Revolt is. Please come find us. In terms of myself, you can find me. I'm super easy. My name is Detavio, D-E-T-A-B-I-O. My signature on everything, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram is at Detavio. And then last but not least because my brother DJ Focus asked me to I would love to just say please come watch my news my show The Black Print there's where we sit down with the innovators disruptors ceiling breakers of the culture and we have a conversation with uh, with them about how they uh, from beginning to end how they got from the start to where they are today uh, last conversation was with T.I. one before that Jeezy they've just been really incredible so please come check out The Black Print DJ Focus I appreciate you thank you for having me King always good to see you for sure. We got to go to a quick music break. We're coming back with more right now. Kanye West and Jay-Z with Jail. Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Holy Culture, Holy Culture Radio. Healing, hope, and how-tos. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Time to get mm-hmm. real in these streets, Dice. And uh, we still talking these spiritual gifts and talents, huh? And I know one we uh we, we had to talk about. I know, uh you know, we couldn't get past this before uh-huh. we, 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 we uh you know, leave this alone for a little bit. We had to touch bases on prophecy. Now, you know, in the Bible, it involves receiving and conveying a message from God. It may include foretelling future events, but its primary purpose is to encourage, edify, and bring spiritual insight. Get that in your spirit for a second. Just get that in your spirit. That's the definition of prophecy. Uh, we gave you all some scriptures. I'm going to give them to you again that speaks to prophecy. Uh, read when you get a chance. 1 Corinthians 12 and 10, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 5, and of course, Ephesians 11 through 13. Um, mm. These uh, particular scriptures will provide insight and the nature and the purpose of prophecy. So come on, let's let's talk about this 
uh, prophecy and prophetic gift as most people say. Oh, you got the gift. Of, you got to have a prophetic gift. I hear that a lot. You have a prophetic gift. That's what the elder, that's what the mamas, I, I love the mamas with the church has. Shouts out to y'all. Don't be disrespectful to some of the elders. So, them are some of the beautiful, most beautiful ladies in the world with a Sunday white on with that hat on and them gloves. I, I mean, I, I miss it sometimes. Like, I don't see it too often, but when I do see them, a lot of times me and my wife out on a Sunday, maybe getting some dinner or mm-hmm. see them at the grocery store because we shopping for dinner and we see them. They done left church, church too as mm-hmm. well and they get ready mm-hmm. to, you know, make them some. And uh, it, it brings my heart joy when I see an old church lady, uh, elderly church, forgive me, an elderly mm-hmm. church lady with that Sunday's best song with that hat and them gloves. <laughs> it just take me back, Dice. But no, let's talk about it. The gift of prophecy. <laughs> Not the hat and the gloves. I, I, listen, you, you, you know about the hat and gloves, Dice. Don't do that. You know it. That the, the, the nice, especially when I'm you got mad. the white on. <laughs> I, it's the white for me. I mean, it's 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 the all it's the fresh white for me and. Only, only those of you who are really in the Lord, not the fake ones, not y'all just trying to get cute. Now I'm talking about the ones who be done laid you out on the floor and you know what I'm saying? Thanks. But you like, ain't no way, ain't no way you knew that. Like, ain't no way. Does, listen, no way that you knew all of that. I love prophets, uh, biblical prophets. I'll say that, you know, those who communicate messages from the Lord to his congregation, to his people, you know, even the words that haven't come you know to pass yet but here's the thing you can't trust everybody this is my thing about the prophets thank you god for prophets because y'all just be lying out here y'all saying y'all y'all exaggerating and you and you pushing and you're telling lies and you're telling stories all to make yourself look good but a prophet don't care what they look like a prophet don't care about the response a prophet feels that full weight of the mantle that they carry of being honest and just saying what God said. You know what I'm saying? Like biblically, we have prophets that, that have had lost their lives. Some have been able to keep their lives. But uh Miriam was a prophet. Deborah was a prophet. I obviously Isaiah was a prophet. Jeremiah was a prophet. Like we have a lot of prophets in Daniel, you know, like Hosea. Like we can go, we can go down the list. Um, Jonah, Micah, you know, Zechariah. Like we have people who have been able to guide people through stressful times and give them hope and say no 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 God said in 30 days you know God said in 40 days God said go take this God said go dip there God you know and this is another thing that I I don't appreciate about other religions who just consider Jesus a prophet like Jesus is the son of God you know what I'm saying himself Jesus is way more than a prophet but he did walk in his full anointing of prophecy yeah, on this day, this you gonna deny me three times. Go dip over here. Go get the fi- go get the coin out the fish's mouth. Like he just walked in it. Like whatever God is telling me, I'm about to tell you. And when it comes true, that's how you gonna know. I am a prophet like Moses. I will lead y'all out of Egypt. Um, trust me, God said go this way. You know. So I just I love prophets, but I think that we don't have as many as we used to have because they don't understand it's a gift. You know what I'm saying? Like they just oh some keep this is this is what bothers me about people who are Christian. And I'm I, today stop doing this. The day I stopped doing this, God honored my life differently and started blessing me. Stop saying oh some told me to go over there. The Holy Ghost told you. Anytime you do something and it works, you like thank you Holy Ghost. Anytime you like where are my keys at and you go find your keys, thank you Holy Ghost. Give the Holy Spirit its respect and its due and stop saying something told me to come over here right now. No, God told me to come over here right now and see who you done snuck up in the window. Not, not something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give God the Holy Ghost, give the Holy Ghost his respect. So when you talk about the gift of prophecy, this is the one that leads us and guides us since the day of Christ until now. We mm-hmm. have to have prophets. You can have preachers and teachers. You can have four to five fold ministry all day. But uh, if one of y'all not prophesying out here, like if, if, if you ain't prophetic, if you ain't walking in your spiritual gift of prophecy, we are lost. Facts. We are absolutely mm-hmm. lost. That's why it's important to be in it. You talk, you talk about this all the time, folks, in a Bible based church. Cause in a Please. Bible ba- in a Bible based church, there ain't no way your leader ain't a prophet. Ain't no way. You know what I'm saying? Like that just don't even it don't even add up. Like your leader is gonna be very prophetic because he's he has to he or she has to have that ability to prophesy where y'all going next. You know what I'm saying? And the only way that you know is true is cause you stay around long enough to see, ooh, 
everything this person, everything they say come true. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, what edification, edification and encouragement. Come on, like you said, you, the, the prophet's supposed no. to educate and, and encourage the congregation. Yes. But but how do they even know what you need? Because God gave them the gift. Because yes. you don't know what you need. That's why you there. You there because you don't know. They there because <laughs> God is trusting them enough and they are able to download it and give it to you the way you needed it. Like, that's why I'm like, man, prophets are so needed. Like, uh, stop being so scary. You know what I'm saying? It, there are true people out. Like, it's weird. Don't be weird about this. Like, people just, they know what you don't. And you need to be grateful for that. You know what I'm saying? Also, you know what's going to happen next year. Oh, I see it. I see it. I already see it. Like, God showed it to me yesterday. That's why I came to you. That's why I called you at 2 a.m. and say, that decision you're about to make, don't do it. God said, not yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's where you get to activate your faith gift and do I believe the person that's leading me? Yeah, I do. Because they are operating in the gift of prophecy every single day. So, um, but pro- we need prophets. I just want to say that um, you do have these traveling prophets who are fake. You know what I'm saying? They're not real. And we know this. But I'll be real with you. Um, they don't last very long if they're not real. But there are prophets out here who know. Like, I have been sent to tell you, to give you this word. Mm-hmm. And so I just think we need to embrace them a little bit better and, and love on them a little bit more. But that is a true gift of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of prophecy. Absolutely. And, and we know uh, from a biblical standpoint, it's clear that there will be false prophets out there. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, don't 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 let that, you know, scare you. Don't mm-hmm. let that uh, derail you from where you're supposed to be. Uh, listen, we got to go to a quick break. Uh, y'all see uh, this conversation we having on prophecy is all the way lit. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. In the middle of this Real Talk conversation, uh, talking about these spiritual gifts, and we're talking about prophecy today. And, uh, you know, I, I want to hit uh, some some things. And just in general, when you talk about keys for me for identifying uh, prophecy, the gift itself, I think a lot of people fall short because they're not listening to God. We know that prophecy involves actively listening to God, receiving divine messages uh, so that believers with the gift of prophecy can spend time in prayer, seeking spiritual discernment and accurately conveying God's message. We talked about that, the false prophet thing. And I, and I think a lot of it is because of this one, they're being false prophets because you ain't listening to God because God ain't told you to say that stuff. God, God did not tell you to say that stuff. So now I love it because I say it all the time. Anybody who knows me and you around me for uh, 10 minutes in the conversation, uh, if it's something that I feel like it's a little edgy, controversial, I say, first thing I say, I say, did God tell you to say that or is that your flesh? Because if you can't identify that for me, um, yeah, we ain't got nothing to talk about because you you need to understand when the spirit of God is moving, Holy Spirit, or your feelings or you are moving flesh. So, yeah, I I definitely want to talk about listening to God, hearing from God clearly, making sure if you have this gift of prophecy that, listen, you spend time in prayer and you have spiritual discernment and accurately convey God's message. I'm just saying that. (laughs) I'll tell you this. um, The fact that they're fearless, that that is one, you know, they have to be able to not care about what man says and say what God says. They have to trust God like that and obviously have have the integrity to say it. Um, And it can't be their agenda because I've had this happen before. And shout out to uh, Pastor Benny Foster because he told me this one day, like I had somebody there prophesying over me and they said something sideways. And I was like, I didn't really like that, you know, and if you're if you're a Christian and you've been around a while, you're you'll be in enough circles where somebody will pray something. You're like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody even going through that. You know, that ain't even the vibe. Like, stop calling. And I remember I remember uh, Pastor Foster, he said in, in the middle of them praying, you say, I don't receive that. He said, you just interrupt and use use your word and use your spirit. I don't receive that. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nothing wrong with that. But back to the prophets, like being obedient and trusting God. They're actually supposed to be meek focused. That's what the Bible says. Like they're actually they actually have a meekness about them. Turns out, 
So think about all the prophets that we've been seeing on TV and how they just are, you know, screaming and yelling and constantly calling things out left and right. I'm just going to be real to you in all of the obedience that God says you should have all the integrity that God says you have. You should be filled with the Holy Spirit enough to actually give that prophet, unless it's a corporate prophecy. But if it's a prophecy that you need to give to somebody one on one, they'll give you that with respectfulness and with a little bit of honor and a little bit of space. And um, it'll be meek concerning what they're sharing with you, you know, because the nature of God is not to embarrass a person. You know what I'm saying? That's not God. God is here to heal. Uh, God is here to love. And if you want to know more about how to be a, a meekful prophet, the meekful prophet you should be, that's in Philippians second chapter, verse one through 18 as, as your example. But like you said, getting in that word can't really tell me nothing if you don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the first part Thanks. of me being what, what you gonna give me? What you gonna give me? You ain't got nothing. You gonna give me something. Oh, you got a word from the Lord and you ain't quoting Nair scripture. <laughs> you ain't you ain't reciting Nair scripture to me. <laughs> you ain't said nothing, huh? But you got a word from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm do praying you know for the word. You know the word of love. But but uh, but uh, shout out to all my prophets out here. Shout out to all of, of you who have been fearlessly, relentlessly, consistently sharing what God has put on your heart because it's not an easy thing to do. Like being a prophet, I don't, I, I really don't know if I want to be one. So shout out to y'all who <laughs> God has called you into that. That's tough, you know, where you're constantly being judged for what you say, you know, for how you say it. You know, people are always scrutinizing if God told you that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and people are often not believing you until it comes to pass. Like, that's a lot of weight to carry as a prophet. Um, but we'll definitely be praying for you guys. And here's the deal. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. So continue to embrace it. If you know you're a prophet and you know you carry a word in your belly at all times, embrace that gift. God is using that gift to further the kingdom and we love you for it. And I I just, I'm grateful for your heart and I'm grateful that you said yes and you're continuing to walk in faith and perfect that gift. Listen, shouts out to the ones that say yes, but that that's the that's the last thing we're gonna hit on real quick before we get out of here. because uh, when you talk about submission and when you talk about the gift of prophecy, it requires submission to God's will. Yeah. Prophecy should align with biblical principles should. and be consistent with the character of mm. God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Should and be consistent with the character of God. Y'all, y'all notice we always say kingdom advancement. Jesus is the example on this show. I, I want y'all to just realize the things that we say on this show because, again, I want to make sure that y'all understand the importance of being aligned with Jesus Christ. Not DJ Focus and Dice Gamble. We, we, we being used, but we are not the ultimate example. Mm-hmm. We are not the goal. The mark is to be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. Always. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. 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 It was good stuff. Keep it locked. You're tuning into the fix. And the fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. Mm. And, uh, that was that, uh, Woo, Aha Gazelle with that flesh track. Um, I, I, I keep that thing in rotation because, oh my goodness, I know a lot of people going to be in their flesh today and it's, it's okay mm-hmm. because we're going to indulge and maybe overeat a little bit. I know we're going to get back on track and uh, whether y'all receive it or not, this is a, this is one of those gluttony days. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people hop. don't want to hear it. My house hop. Do you house hop? We house What's hop. What's it say? Just go to different people's houses and get food. That's what we do back in the day. So in Evansville, oh, yeah. Indiana, a lot of our family lives in, you know, close proximity to each other. So both my grandparents, aunties, and you name it, man, you just enjoy it. Neighbors and friends, you just go to their houses. Like you eat and then you spend time walking to go get you another plate. You sleep. You get or another plate. I'm about to say, or sleep. Yeah, you got to go night night. Yeah, you yeah, you didn't went to sleep, so you know you didn't eat real you good. Night so, night. Wake back yeah. up, eat again. Like this is just the best day. I mean, Christmas is exciting. You can do kind of the same thing, but everybody's on the same page. You were talking about playing games offline. I'm like, Absolutely. I was trying to think. I, I I just remember eating all day. 
Oh no no! After we in in, in between eating, we play games. So whether you're playing board games like Monopoly and, mm. and anything that goes in that majority of us, we we got two or three Monopoly boards in my house. But the cards is going. Whether we playing bid whist, whether we playing spades, whether we playing casino, whether we playing blackjack. It, so that's going. But mm. then we got the the other games where you know we can get involved. Uh, you know, um, you taboo. And, I'll play that. Um, uh, what's the one? Um, catch a phrase. Catch a phrase oh. is a big one we play too as that's well. Good. So it's all about family coming mm-hmm. together everybody mm-hmm. no no nobody in no corner room mm-hmm. everybody's around mm-hmm. kids adults no no this is family everybody mm-hmm. having talking everybody laughing it, every comedy movie that's the other thing too as well we don't only watch only thing we watch is funny movies all day so don't mm-hmm. put nothing on super deep we want to laugh everybody want to laugh and have a good time <laughs> so yeah this is this is a, a beautiful day and for everybody uh, who's doing missionary work today we don't we don't take it for granted mm-hmm. let's uh, thank you for your sacrifice I know sometimes we do it too as well where we go mm-hmm. to shelters maybe a day before or the day yeah. of and help. But anybody out there that's going and doing missionary work today, going to take some food to the shelters and feed people who maybe need a meal, man, shouts out to y'all, man. God loves y'all. Continue mm-hmm. to do God work. That is God ministry. And we don't talk about it enough. So yeah, we are advocates for that street ministry and making sure, yeah, if you can, if y'all got a lot of enough food, y'all take, know somebody, take a plate. Yeah, yeah, take a plate to somebody. Stick yeah. a shut in. Oh, yes. oh, people at the church, you know, people you ain't seen in a while you know they can't get out I mean like you said folks you can go serve especially today today's a perfect day uh, shout out to uh, Hosea Feed the Homeless in Atlanta Georgia this is something that I did each and every year they would rent out whatever stadium you name it and just have it where the homeless came in and all of our shout out to all the Christian artists uh, you know whether you be rappers or singers who definitely serve and uh, go help out at these events and perform at these events so um I was excited when I first met my husband. We weren't even married, but that was something he got to actually see. Like, wow, y'all really have a great community here that actually does feed uh, the homeless. Not just, and we feed them every day, but definitely on Thanksgiving, it's, it's all the way up. So, yeah, all the way up. Yeah. Shouts out to Revo CEO, uh, our brother. Daytavio Samuels came through, kicked it with us today. We are excited for everything that Revolt is doing. They're getting ready to, you know, launch some new shows, top of the year. Man, crazy. Uh, a lot of great content. Uh, we need to continue to allow for black storytelling, st- black storytelling to go forward. That's what I like about mm. Revolt TV. And the thing about it, they don't just hold it to where it's just all secular stuff. They have mm. faith-based content on mm-hmm. there, and they allow for people to voice their opinions and their thoughts. So, shouts out to uh, mm. Mr. Samuels for coming through today and uh, being able to share his faith story his faith journey and uh he he, he got me because he, he knew I was, we was gonna go ahead and eat today he was like all right focus when you get through he said make sure you get back in that gym and maybe give us some of that red meat i said how you, are you listen yo, 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 yeah, yeah, listen how you gonna tell me to give up that red meat because he's like oh I, I eat more fish and i, I gave up the oxtails and because you know he's jamaican so yeah you know the oxtails and a lot of the stew stuff he was like god told him you know to, to, to step back a little bit from that so i was like oh you know i've been praying for some you know these conversations and i'm like oh here you go so god just confirmed it right. um, i had to give up some of this uh, if, y'all, if y'all been waiting on thanksgiving you need to go ahead and eat because whatever's in your heart you already didn't eat so if you didn't yeah, that's real. That's you real. Didn't think about the oxtail you know go on eat it man but don't you eat it tomorrow you know go on back into the gym get yourself back in shape you know i can't quit playing with my god you know <laughs> but uh there you have it listen we appreciate y'all happy thanksgiving as always tap in with us tomorrow as we look to empower you encourage you and give you some music that can really you know be the new soundtrack for your life we call it spiritual detox around here we're not shaming uh secular music we're just saying make it a balance for your spiritual walk Good. that you have more content in your spirit to yeah. fight off some of that flesh and some of them demons that we know we battle with each and every day yeah we love y'all happy thanksgiving again as always mm-hmm. remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.